when he does a new thing, it doesn't look like the old thing. And so that scares people. Mm -hmm. And because people don't like change. You know, they really don't. Simple Church. Huh. Um, yeah. 
Okay. And both had a paper that actually recommended it years ago. How um, odd. Yeah, and before that, um, that book was written in the 80s, and before that, my pastor had estimated it. So I've wow. twice, actually, but it's just, um, yeah. She's got a weird last name. Well, Father, we lift up the Perry family to you, and we ask that as you have brought them here into this area on assignment, that you would open the doors you want them to go through, uh, Lord, that you would get their house sold, and um, Lord, put them in the family, the church that you want them in and Lord you know we would love to have them here so um, we just thank you for what you're doing in this region we thank you Lord yes thank you Lord yeah the ground floor listening to uh, Lester someone else's book on <laughs> Let's all stand. You know, the, the thing I was thinking about when I was telling the stories on my kids, because um, they do the same things to their kids now, you know. Because they realize that that's where they learned how to work. And they're both very responsible. <clears throat> they want their kids to understand that. But we sing a lot about how good God is to us. And He is so incredibly good. But sometimes in the process of getting us to that point of receiving, we don't like what he takes us through, what we have to do to get there. And I think it's just important that we remember that he is always working for our good even if we're in a situation that we absolutely hate he is working for our good and his glory so lord you are worthy to be worshiped you're worthy to be praised
angels around the throne lift their voices and worship to our King. And all the saints and angels around the throne exalt Him who is worthy to be praised. Oh, 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 oh. Pour out your spirit upon us. Pour out your spirit upon us.
Lord, you deserve the glory. to see you guys. I don't think I've seen you since you were supposed to go in for surgery. He says, "Yes, okay." So the um, one thing that he said was, "Well, this is this is the miraculous part of the report." Is he said, "I don't understand how you can have such a large module, the size of a large module, and not be pain." Says you don't understand. He said, "He's never ever seen one that big." Said, I've seen ones that are a tenth of that size that cause people so much pain where yours is. And he said, You have no pain. That's a, he said, he said, That's a miracle. Praise God. Maybe God is dissolving. Yeah. He prescribed me sour forehead. Yes, he did. Stimulate the. Uh-huh. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs>
and had them ready the first week of January. Got them all in the envelope, stuck them by my purse, and they got covered up immediately. I thought I'd give them. Praise the Lord. Actually, I had to give it to you and I forgot where I put it. It is his wife. Thank God I do. And I said something. <laughs> yes. That goodness, Laura knows what's going on. As the rest of us are just kind of wandering around. He and his wife Christmas cards and not giving them for four years in a row. They just sit in the container. But she buys them for years. <laughs> that's just, that's not, that's not called forgetting. It's called stockpiling. That's what I said. The thought was there, and that's what kills. So we have been looking at being mature. So we're going to we're going to we're going to stick with that today, and maybe you'll say, "How in the world do you get there from here?" But we're going to try it anyway, and uh, see what happens. We're going to be in. Uh, I can get opened up here. 1 Corinthians chapter, guess which one? 13. And we all know what 1 Corinthians 13 is. It is called the love chapter. Right? Well, we're going to see. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. I, just, I had to bring it up. There it was. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. 
It is not self-seeking, and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away put the ways of childhood behind me, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Wow. When I started looking at this, I was reminded that through the years, hearing people preach on it, uh, some even preached that it was a that speaking in tongues had gone away. That's what it's, that was their message on it. All, some of these things have gone away. They've passed. They've gone on. And uh, as I began uh, just listening to the Lord about it, He says, these things that I'm listing here are all things of maturity. And I thought, well, isn't that something? But in all of it, we can circumvent what God intended for it to be by not loving one another. And we want to and should want to instill that in our lives. He says, if I speak in tongues of men, what is that? That'd be like you speaking French. You got any French words that you can lay on us? No. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I thought you'd be a fine example. Here you're not worth a hoot. So I can I can do better than that. I got in trouble trying to learn French and I gave it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's yours. 
Bonjour. And but that's what it's talking about when it's saying the t the tongues of men is talking about different languages. Tongues of angels is a different story. Tongues of angels is tongues of angels. Do you know the language of the angels? Anybody? Show a hand. Nobody. But we can speak in tongues and it's, it's a sign of maturity. It's a sign of maturity when you can go and discipline yourself to learn other languages of men. All my life I thought I wished I knew Spanish. You know what? I know not Spanish. I even told the little cowboy, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I speak a good English. Ah, okay. I speak good English. I didn't. So, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge and I have faith to move mountains. Who's, who gave us that scripture? Jesus says, right? Wasn't that something Jesus said about moving mountains? That came after the fig tree, right? If I can speak to that mountain, be thou removed. If I, if I have that authority, if I have that understanding, <coughs> but I have not love, what good does it do me to move mountains? God, I thought it interesting here this morning we start out with talking we're talking about love you came in talking about love God wants us to love one another and one of the most fascinating things to me that it seems to me that when your mind starts opening up to things is that God, in His infinite mercy, He doesn't really hold our feet to the fire <laughs> we, like we'd like to do. We, we, this is what you're doing. This is what's going to happen to you. Where's the love in it? Where is that? You know, if we're not able to teach if we're not able to receive teaching we're not mature so we have to be able to receive whatever God is bringing to us and that means that 
We love people. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That is an act of love. We say Jesus was grace and mercy. Those things, He embodied those. But He loved people. And when they brought people to Him, the woman caught in adultery. They brought her to Him. And He said, I love you with an everlasting love. (laughs) Where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? He was telling her, look, I love you. I am here for you. They may want to stone you. They may want me to stone you. But I'm going to love you. And it it just takes it out of you did this. You deserve this. I'm thinking about some people that I might not love. Just being honest. I can think of some things that I don't like that I would like to do something about. But I've learned a big lesson over the years is that if I love God, if I keep my eyes on Him, And if I let Him take care of I can tell you for certain that it's a better outcome when He handles it than when I do. The outcome, the end result, the thing that really counts, it's better with Him. It is always better. How does that fit? The humility, the perseverance, being humble. Amen? All attributes of being mature. Allowing God. We got a 
they're having a meeting this week with some people and they're wanting to know our experience and how we have dealt with the uh, Masonic stronghold here in this area. And I'm, I'm thinking, you've got it wrong. We didn't do it. We haven't done anything in our strength. Couldn't do anything in our strength. We tried. I'll put it that way. I won't say we didn't try. We got a good whooping. Got the scars to prove it. But in his infinite mercy, it says, he's shown us a better way. We've got a better way. Let God, or but God, But God, He's He's done more, and I, I'm. I think we don't have to look very far to see the immaturity of the church. People that you even might think are mature and and got it all going for them. But I, I see them also doing stuff in their own strength. And I wonder how that fits in maturity. It just makes me wonder. We're big and we're strong. Here's three big strong guys here. Rusty, Sean, Ronnie. Be a force in your own strength. But I can tell you there's a better way. There is a better way. And it is in the love of God being go forth, going forth, touching people's lives in love than in accusation or proclamation or you did this or I love you with an everlasting love. I'm thankful that He does. That He loves me. I'm thankful that He's teaching me. I, I was reminded 
of the scripture or uh, Paul addressing Timothy, I think it's Second Timothy four. It says Alexander the metal worker was hard on me. It done damage to me. Says, watch out for him. It's not we don't have our heads in the sand. We don't uh, we can't go around saying that we are and not know that there are those who can do damage to you. Even Paul. So we have to be smart. We can't just proclaim, name it and claim it. But we can walk in love toward one another and not take down the church but be mindful of where we are. This We're just talking about the, the Masons and I can tell you uh, we have fought for a long time here. And there are, we've known men, spiritual giants, that wouldn't touch it. And over the years, we tried to touch it a time or two, I think. And we got touched. But when God began to do something, when He began to expose and bring to light the things that are going on in this area, that it, it became God's movement and not ours. And we get to ride along on the coattails now. Much, much better. <laughs> much better. Much, much better. Being in His presence and letting Him fight on our behalf. And for the, this area, I'm, we have prayed for this area and that's one of the strongholds. And we are seeing results. I don't care if we are just ten people. Doesn't make any difference. It's not in numbers. If Christianity was in numbers, we might as well go home. It's not in numbers. It is in maturity. It is in love. It is in love that we do these things and that we see happening now. It is a spirit. It is not a people. 
People are not the problem. And if they are, it's generally us. The problem is us, not, not somebody else. Because God has asked us to do a specific thing and says, do this and I will show myself strong on your behalf and you will know that I am the Lord and that I will do what I have said I would do, that I will stretch forth my right hand and I will touch whatever it is that has come against you and you will know that I am God. Amen. Amen. You will know that I am the Lord, that I am He who called you and have set you forth in this place to raise you up and to see something accomplished in you and in this city and in this area. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Microphone. We'll let you. Sound guy says yes. Um, when we're when we're reading about like love is, it's God's character. That is God's character because God is love, and so. God is all of those things, and He's wanting us to be His image bearers, right? It's maturity is bearing His image and carrying His image. And um, I learned something, the Ten Commandments where it says, don't take God's name in vain. It is, don't carry His name in a worthless way, is what that really, really means. So don't carry or bear His name in a worthless way. And that's what maturity is, us bearing and carrying his name as an image bearer, taking on our identity as image bearers and having his character and his nature. And that's what love is. When we do that, we're loving the people around us because we're showing God, we're representing God to everyone around us in the way that he is, showing his nature and his character. And that's what love is. And we have not done that well as a church. And that's what we've got to get better at. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, but he does it in his strength, right? We can't force it. We've got to let him do that healing, bring that, do the inner work so that it is represented on the outside. Amen. God would say there's a new thing coming. This is the reward for maturity, is that there's a new thing coming. If you don't believe that, the Word says it all over the place. That when maturity comes, God acts. When humbleness and the fruition of love comes out of somebody and out of a body that's brought about by His grace, then new things start to spring forth. New things start to happen. And that we shouldn't be afraid of new things because they always are encompassed by His love. When you were talking about um, the woman that was accused of adultery, I'd heard this years ago and I just heard it again recently and it always, it's profound to me, but when Christ sat there and as all of the accusers railed against this woman for all of the horrible, horrible things she had done, He said nothing to them. 
He showed the ultimate in love because those men were still bound by the law. But they had forgotten the essence and the heart of the law. And so what he did is he knelt down and he started to draw the Ten Commandments in the sand with his finger. And that in itself was a declaration that God's finger was once again bringing the heart of God to the people. And if they had turned at that moment and they had killed that woman, I believe they would have been struck down. Just as those who rebelled against God, right, and the ground would have opened up. I, I honestly believe that. But instead, God's grace and love was shown in that moment, and they turned in shame and left because they knew that this clear thing had been done. Right afterwards, a new thing happened. And a woman who was caught in the midst of adultery was let go. And not just let go, but let go with grace, glory, power, and a new life. That's an amazing new thing to have happen. And I think we're going to see some new things happen here right away. Um, when I came this morning, I said, Lord, I'm so happy to come and not have anything to say from you because I just really need to just listen. And then God said, there's a new thing coming, Sean. There's a new thing coming. You need to tell everybody, I have a reward for maturity. I have a reward for maturity. You know, we're called, we're called to raise the dead, heal the sick, deliver those who are bound by demons. The bound by demons thing recently, because of actions that have happened from Kay and others that, that God has brought into play during that season, um, you know, there's been some amazing things that have occurred. Um, healing the sick is still something that people struggle with, and I don't know too many people that have raised the dead. And yet those are supposed to be the basic things of maturity. That's the basic guidelines. You know, we should not condemn ourselves for that. We should ask God for fulfillment of it. Can you bring it now, Lord, so we can start a new thing? You know, and watch the miraculous, miraculous works of people walking in by the dozens through the back door here. You know, uh, looking for that freedom. We say, uh, you make that statement, and we haven't seen too many raising the dead, but truth is, we were dead. And there are others who were dead. But life has come into them. They have met life and life more abundantly. So, did you have something? I was, just what you said, God just revealed it. It's, it's not that the flesh is dead, but they are dead to him. They're dead to the love of God. So are we the ones reflecting that to them to draw them to life? And that's, that's what God has done. He's helping us to draw others to abundant life out of his love. Bring you from the darkness into the light. Amen.
want you to wrap it up. <laughs> in, a lot of in a neat package. Nice little package. I think it's interesting that from the very beginning of the service, I don't know, just talking, Ronnie quoted, behold, he's, I'm doing a new thing, new thing, new thing, new thing. We keep hearing new thing. That was, that's the theme of what God wants to say to us today. And if it's a new thing, we don't know what it looks like. It may look so totally weird to us that we can't imagine that it, God could have a hand in it. But it's our responsibility to stay close to Him, hear what He says, do what He says, and trust Him. There's a... Uh, I believe we've come to a point in our walk or in our assignment here in southeastern Oklahoma that um, that we have to step back and let God step in and allow him to do what has to be done to see this region totally and completely set free. We are freedom fighters and we have fought and we bear the scars. But there, I believe, when I was young, younger in the Lord. I mean, I just believed what I read. And he said we had authority over these things, and so I must have authority over everything. And, you know, I just got my face planted in the brick because I didn't understand the authority. I hadn't gained the authority that I needed to deal with stuff. And... I believe there are things that God doesn't intend for us to deal with. That it's His... I mean, He didn't want us to have all the fun. He gets to have some. He gets to have some. And He gets to prove... I mean, as it is, the fact that He uses us, we humans, to... to govern the earth as people in authority that's that's incredible but there is there's a level of spirits that he's reserved for his own pleasure to deal with them. And anyway, 
you guys know the the journey I've been on the last couple of years, having COVID and being so sick and having a long, long recovery from it and still occasionally having effects from it. But it says in Exodus 14, 14, that's a scripture that is hanging above my TV so that even if the TV is off, which it is a lot, when I look up, I see this scripture and remind myself. It says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I um, Sometimes we're like little kids. You know, little kids get all excited and jumping around and yay, we're going to go do something that they want to do. And you can't do what they want to do because they're so wild. Yesterday, my little dog, my white dog, tore her toenail. I guess she was so excited to see me. And she, in the process of jumping off the couch, she hurt herself. And she was bleeding pretty good all over the floor. Well, my other dog was jumping around because he was excited to see me too, jumping around like crazy. And I couldn't, de I couldn't see what was wrong with the injured dog because the other dog was not being still. He was just bleh. And finally Jack came over and held him while I took care of her, and it reminds me of how we are sometimes. You know, we're so eager to get in and fight. And if you're a warrior, that's what's in you. You know, you want to fight. You want to win. I'm an old warrior. <laughs> I've been in enough battles and did enough face plants that I'm okay to be still and let God fight for me. And I think that's where we're at, at least in this region, with this group of people. We un I think we understand, and if you don't, I'll be glad to explain it to you. I think you understand the authority that you have. And... You're learning to use that, and that's good. But we have come to a place where God says, I will fight for you. The only requirement is that you be still. And what can you do if you're being still? Rest. Can hear, can worship. Those are the things that we're we're programmed to do. Do things, be active in our aggression. But yet, there's a multitude of scriptures talks about how when we worship, God fights for us. All we have to do is love on Him. 
All we have to do is sing to Him. All we have to do is just be His children. And He promises He will fight for us. And so He's raised up warriors in this region. And we are well able to deal with what He brings for us to deal with. But he's come, we've come to a point now where he's going to bring the strongholds down. He's going to destroy them, I believe. But what we have to do is stay out of his way and be still. He brings somebody across our paths just like Sean was talking about and talk to him. Don't try to hammer them. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. So Lord, I ask that you help us to walk into this new thing. Help us to learn to be still knowing that you will fight for us when we are. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to work to please you. All you're asking is for us to stay out of your way and let you do what you know needs to be done. Lord, I thank you that it is your desire to pull down the strongholds over this region. I thank you for that. And Lord, you'll do it while I'm worshiping, while I'm talking to you, while I'm resting. That's amazing, Lord. That is just amazing. We love you, Lord. We are so grateful for your presence here. In Jesus' name. I just need to make an announcement. Uh, Jack and I will be in the city Wednesday for a doctor's appointment. So, again, we won't have prayer Wednesday night. Hopefully, by next week, we'll be... Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, this is the third...
our thing. I don't know what happened to my mic, but huh? Yeah. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He has given us, we declare that He teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. As he blesses us, his way becomes known on the earth and his salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold, expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles, and angelic visitation. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Thank you, Lord.